16 minutes past 8 o'clock, we've reestablished connection with Stephen Belton, who was just mentioning that uh, they are serving over 300,000 descendants living in the metropolitan area. And you were talking about a couple of folks. You said something about going hard. <laughs> yeah, but you and uh, Chantel, just, you know, the music y'all cranking out is, you know, make people get out of bed. You know, y'all are a pair of extroverts. You know, I'm an introvert. I want to hear some Bach or some Beethoven or at least some quiet storm when I get up, you know. But y'all, y'all just call a brother to have happy feet immediately, and I ain't happy about that. So I, <laughs> I like to ease I like to ease into my day. Oh, <laughs> okay. We got you next time. Oh, call next time, next time. All right. Well, Reverend, we well, start we start with gospel. I mean, yeah. we're trying. You don't catch that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's way before my that's like at five AM or six or something before I'm even thinking about getting up. <laughs> but it's 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 all good. Y'all are just a gift to our community and I appreciate you so much. You were asking about what's next for me, Freddie Bell. I don't I don't really know and I am just thrilled to be able to step into the uncertainty of it all. And, uh, well, I like that. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I have to know what's next or have to uh, try to control what's next. My friend and uh, mentor, Reverend Gloria Roach Thomas, the former pastor at Camp for United Methodist in St. Paul, well, upon her retirement a few years ago, said she's not retiring, she's refiring. And I, I like that kind of framing of it, to refire rather than retire. So I figure out, uh, you know, I'm going to put these old embers out and see what sparks <laughs> up from the... You right. see what sparks up. So, Tell me about the moment uh, when you're sitting uh, in your office, in your home, maybe you're driving in your car listening to us mm-hmm. or someone else. But uh, what, what was the point? What took place that made you decide, hmm, okay, this is time to refire? Uh, well, first of all, just to be clear, um, I only have one station on my radio, and that's that's KMOJ. So don't don't even okay. try to play with it. All right, all right, try, all right. <laughs> and 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 truth be told, it was not a there was not a single moment, uh, Freddie. This uh, my service at the Urban League uh, is a call, um, and you know what I mean by that. It's part of my faith. It's I believe that God called me to do this work and uh, invited me to do this work, and uh, because it was a call, meaning it wasn't my idea. I was called to it. I felt like I needed to be in prayer and deep discernment about doing it because I needed to be released from this call. I just can't walk away from it. So it was a process. It took about a year for me to be in prayer, conversation with friends and supporters, and obviously with you know with my board of directors and staff and lots of others. But it, there wasn't a single moment. It was um, there were a lot of little moments. Part of it is that the Urban League is in great shape now. Um, we are poised. Uh, we've got terrific staff and a leadership team. Board of Directors is engaged and has just recently uh, passed a uh, approved a new strategic framework for the organization. So our bank balance is strong. We're doing okay. We're doing really well, and uh, the community continues to need us. And uh, it's time for. Uh, I feel like I can step back from this call. I feel like I'm being released from this call uh, to do whatever's next. What would you say, Stephen, uh, it would be your legacy uh, as being president and CEO of Urban League 20 Cities? What are they going to say the legacy of Steve Belton was in that organization? 
Yeah, so let me do the recovering lawyer thing with you, Chantel, and turn the question back to you and say, what would you say is the legacy? Because I don't, I don't think people should write or even attempt to write their own legacy. I, I can tell you what I'm most pleased about, and that is, um, you know, the people that we've served. Mm-hmm. Who are, um, you know, we serve the black community. We serve whoever comes in our doors. We don't cherry pick. Uh, we can't pick situations and tell people to come back, you know, when they're feeling well or mm-hmm. come back when their kids are doing well or come back when they've got a job. We take them where they are mm-hmm. and we help try to move them forward. And I'm just really pleased our community continues to get smacked with so much stuff. Right. Uh, from police violence to all of the disparities that we have in health education and employment and in income and housing. And yet, still we rise. Mm. And uh, I've been able to witness that and to be able to partner with that and to be able to support that and help move our organization, the Urban League, so that we're able to be a 21st century service organization, but also never giving up our role to advocate uh, and to to use the term we use earlier, to go in hard Mm -hmm. for black folks. And so what I'm pleased about is that, like our community, we are still here and we are still serving. Recently, you talked about going hard and and stemming the violence in our communities. Uh, Where are we right now, if you were to take the temperature of the Twin Cities right now, particularly in Minneapolis, where are we right now? Well, I'm I'm, I'm certainly not pleased. I don't think anybody should be pleased with the progress we've made. There's been a small uh, downturn in violent crimes in the city, but that's data. That's not people. If you ask people who are living in these situations, in these communities, they will tell you they still feel unsafe. They will tell you that there's still way too much unchecked violence, and there's still the root causes of this violence have not been addressed. And so we've got a lot of work to do. At the same time, we've got terrific partners out here who are doing it on both sides of the Mississippi Ocean, you know. So in St. Paul and in Minneapolis and in Brooklyn Park, we've got terrific partners. 21 Days for Peace uh, comes to mind. Uh, But you've got also a lot of organic organizations, some that are unfunded, who are just out here in the streets doing the work, trying to provide accountability, but at the same time trying to provide service and help for people. And so we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of pain in our community still. Um, We've got a city council and mayor and a new commissioner and police chief uh, who are saying the right things or saying some of the right things. Uh, But we, you know, we are a show me state ourselves. You know, we, we need to see some action and we need to see some change. Final question for you this morning. As you step away from this role at the end of the year, will there be a need for another, will there ever not be a need, I should say, for an Urban League or a new leader of the Urban League? Will we ever get to that point or will this be an institution that will forever be needed, not only in the Twin Cities, but across our country? Well, I, I don't uh, have a real crystal ball, but I can tell you in my in my heart, uh, it's hard for me to imagine a time when we will not need uh, an Urban League Twin Cities. You know, the Urban League got started almost 100 years ago in this community, but around the country, the Urban League movement got started in response to the Great Migration. Migrations are a time when, of transition and change, and it's hard for me to imagine a time when black people, the black community, will not be in transition and change, continuing the move, continue to strive 
for our goal of continuing to try to get um, equity, justice, and power for ourselves. And so I can, you know, even if, even if hypothetically, even if we can dream together a time when we will have achieved equity, justice, and power, then there will be the challenge of the Urban League to maintain that and to also to bring others along as well. And so, yeah, I think there will continue to always be a need for, for this important legacy institution. Well said. Happy refirement. Steve Felton, <laughs> CEO of the Urban League, stepping down at the end of the year. Thank you for your service and thank you for the support that you and your organization, you personally and your wife, Sharon Sales Belton, have lent this organization, KMOJ. Thank you for being with us. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much, Chantel. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. It's 825 on the clock, Larry.